0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
2: Oilers
0: Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio.
1: 630 CHED. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your
2: office. Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: DIGITX.ca. On Oilers Radio. 630 CHED. Welcome back. everybody, Bob Stauffer, Brennan Escott joining you. It's 105 in Edmonton, second hour of Oilers now. If you missed the opening hour of the show, uh, you missed our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of no payments and no interest for one year. And our top story was we had Edmonton Oilers head coach Dave Tippett on, talked a bit about Dave's drive for Sports Central in honor of... Uh, Dave Tippett's former teammate with the Hartford Whalers, Dave Smeko, of course, Edmonton's sporting icon, and we talked a lot about uh, the potential out of depth up front with the Oilers Forward units with both Dave and John Shannon. Second hour of Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour... A longtime hockey executive who's in a new role now with Hockey Edmonton, Steve Hogel coming up. Also, Reed Wilkins, and we will play Oilers Now Trivia for Greta. Uh, it's going to be a challenging one today, that I can tell you. You can reach us at any time on our Oilers Now River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, and that's where we're going to go right now with Steve Hogel. Hi, Steve. It's Bob. How you doing? I'm excellent, Stoss. How are you? Good. So, so help me out here. Take us through this, this crazy journey. So for how many years did you, uh, you, did you work at the CTV plant back in the day?
1: I think I was there for about 26 years.
0: Okay. Starting off in what role and then finishing up in what role?
1: oh yeah no it started off with the the graveyard ship working overnight and producing news for uh dick scott uh on the don percy show wow. <laughs> and then uh wow. it wound up with me uh, being director of news and public affairs there
0: That's all great. right and you retired from that position and then uh joined the Oilers entertainment group uh what was then known as Rexall sports is that correct
1: yeah they they had reached out and uh thought some uh for, for whatever reason hey stop <laughs> um uh, my skills in terms of trying to help get the arena deal across the goal line so uh real special opportunity and and uh, to make an impact in the community and work with a great group of people so uh signed up for that and then uh wasn't really looking around for anything but the prisoners who were buying the saskatoon blades uh tapped me on the shoulder and said how married are you to the oilers and and uh they offered me a a wonderful opportunity to go to saskatoon where i spent the last six years and now are you
0: still technically with the blades organization or what's going on there
1: (laughs) i I think technically is a good way to put it uh i'm still uh, alternate governor senior advisor so so uh, there hasn't been really much to do during COVID, um, you know, and Colin Priestner has taken on the bulk of the duties there. Um, but, uh, you know, once we get out of COVID, I look forward to the day to go back to the Paris of the Prairies and uh, make the rounds with some uh, fans and corporate partners that uh, we built great, great relationships with.
0: Now, so explain to us, so what exactly is your role now, Steve, with Hockey Edmonton?
1: General manager here, so I took over from Dean Hangel, who was heading off to uh, hit the ski hills and the golf courses, and uh, I, I'd come back to Edmonton, uh, and we wanted to be a little closer to family and uh, kids and grandkids, and uh, I was just going to resume coaching in the mighty KC hockey organization and uh, stumbled across this opportunity with hockey Edmonton so one thing led to another so uh, landed here uh, during a very unique time and uh, uh, it's been uh, great to work with people here and all the teams and the volunteers and all the players that we serve and uh, but it really is a, a curious time to be taking on this role
0: yeah, and we'll go down that path here in a second. Just as an aside, and I, I think you know this, uh, Dean Hingle was at the University of Alberta when I was the SID there. He actually went to uh, my first and so far only wedding. Uh, we'll see if that continues <laughs> if we get out of the pandemic. <laughs> It's a challenge, a challenge on a day-to-day basis, and you know me, so you can understand why it's remarkable that we've been able to keep it on the rails all these years. Uh, but Dean's a great guy. I'm, I, I'm glad to see he's out golfing and skiing because I could have sworn he was doing that at, the, that at the U of A 20 years ago as well. I'm just kidding, Dean. All right. So, so, so you you, you fluked your way into this new role with hockey Edmonton, Steve, and uh, but it it does come at a very challenging time and. And I guess how much, you know, conversation do you have with the people at Hockey Alberta? Because really a lot of, we're getting a lot of questions about, well, how does this all work? Who's allowed to, who's allowed to play? Who's not allowed to play? What's happening? So what can you sort of educate our listeners here? You know, is there a cutoff in terms of age group? What is happening in terms of cohorts and that sort of thing? How does it all work right now with the
1: province? so so first of all in terms of working with the province we work through hockey alberta ourselves hockey calgary and the other organizations across the province uh report into hockey alberta so we work with them and they've been working with alberta health to try to weave our way through this pandemic and uh things went a little sideways last week so we had been in cohort hockey where you know largely two teams because the max of people in the cohort was 50 so it'd be largely two teams there was the occasional cohort with small roster sizes where you had three teams but teams were playing each other in that cohort and sitting out for two weeks and then going on to play a new sister team so we were working through the system and making uh, making it work and, and players and parents and coaches and volunteers everybody was grateful that we were playing and it was going quite well we were we we're following these new protocols in terms of respecting the capacities at the ranks that the city of edmonton had put in uh, it was 25% maximum ca- capacity to uh, 100 people at the most uh, social distancing masks required players only showing up a half hour before the games Uh, parents showing up just at game time. So all these different protocols uh, we were respecting, and it was really helping us manage the numbers for the virus really effectively. Our our cases were very small. Uh, The number of uh, teams that got shut down was very small, and the number of games lost was very small. So we were quite happy with the way people were behaving and respecting the rules and following the rules and and the number of uh, players and, and games lost to COVID was, was really manageable. So so in the grand scheme of things, nobody wants to uh, get the virus, but in the grand scheme of things, uh, it was going quite well.
0: All right, and you can well imagine uh, when the announcement got made that that was basically being taken away. We got a lot, of, a fair amount of feedback, and you can text us at any time at 780 on our Ashley Fine Flores text line. Steve, it, it probably wouldn't surprise you, that there has been some exasperation. Uh, from numerous people that are, and and I'm no longer involved in it, right? Like, I don't have kids that are playing in developmental hockey and that sort of thing. Uh, Yes, we host this show, but the feedback I get from people that are involved on the coaching front and from the parental front is, look, we've gone out of our way to follow these guidelines, and they're kind of targeting us. Uh, And, you know, and maybe not necessarily focused on some other areas where, like, did you guys find that there was significant caseloads uh, or cases as a result of COVID with you playing in these, you know, games with, you know, what, what'd you say? Under 50. So you'd have two teams playing. Like you said, the, the, the case rates were very low. Were you a little bit surprised they shut it down?
1: Yeah. We, th- and, and we heard from our players and our parents and our and our coaches, and, and, and they were angry and frustrated. And, and just let me put some context around that because you know those numbers were really low so we're doing a great job managing things we are the first to acknowledge we're in a global pandemic and and we want to do everything within our power to get these numbers trending in the right direction so we can get back to life as normal as we all uh, appreciate it um so so what people were really angry and frustrated at is what they perceive to be a little bit of a double standard we we thought that there might be a broad crackdown uh to try to get control of this pandemic but it seemed like like they were cherry-picking areas uh the problem is cherry-picking areas um and we we didn't understand why we, we we've been trying to be in communication with them through hockey alberta and, and understand why um and the, the problems acknowledges that the numbers haven't been very large and in hockey you know so so we're really puzzled and and confused and and a lot of angry people as i mentioned um so so we thought we there would be a far broader hit in terms of the crackdown uh, and like i say we want to do our part we don't want to uh, be treated any different than anybody else uh, but we're just baffled as to as to why it was employed the way it was so
0: churches as an example Uh, can have up to can they still have up to 50 people uh come out yeah
1: yeah, the the faith gatherings have been uh, um, spared the 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 brunt of brunt of things for sure
0: okay so there's an illustration right there where some people might say let's say you're you know (laughs) that that's not your thing you're probably and and your kid's sitting there playing sports and you're sitting there saying, well, wait a sec here. This is a little bit confusing. So this is acceptable in church but not acceptable to play a sport. Kind of, I, I guess that's part of the – what's. what sort of course of action can you – is there any course of action, Steve, you guys can take with Hockey Edmonton or Hockey Alberta?
1: Well, Hockey Alberta is hopefully having a discussion with Alberta Health this afternoon. It's a, a tentative meeting where we're going to seek – Steps that we need to take to ensure that we can come back and play November 18th and we want to we want to do everything by the book as we have been doing Uh, we just want to ensure we can get to that next step because obviously the concern is is if these numbers keep on trending in the wrong direction that this shutdown might be extended
0: yeah well and they're not going in the right direction and we're going into a time of year where the, the family gatherings get bigger And the weather's not going to be helping us, and everybody's going to be inside. It's going to be a challenge, to say the least. Steve, thanks for shedding some light on this. Uh, Again, this goes up to Junior A Hockey. Is that right, in the province?
1: Junior That's that's right. So DAJ is accepted, um, and so our our Junior Bs and Cs are shut down, and then everything on down uh, to the Timbits guys.
0: Okay. Super stuff. Let's stay in touch, okay, Steve? Sounds good. Thanks, Doc. You bet. That is Steve Hogel uh, with Hockey Edmonton and still an alternate governor of the Saskatoon Blades of the Western Hockey League. Uh, used to work with Steve over at the at back in the day at uh, the Oilers Entertainment Group when uh, Steve was with the organization at that time, as you heard it. He, along with Bob Black, were part of uh, the group that sort of spearheaded the drive for the downtown entertainment arena complex, which was a political football, as I uh, recall at that time. All right. It is currently 117 in Edmonton. Again, you can text us at any time in the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 7804960063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet Brendan Escott at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. We are going to have the Oilers prospect report coming up for James H. Brown injury lawyers. Brendan, I'm going to bring you a little conversation here and I'm going to ask people what they think uh, on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. What do you think of the fact that uh, you're basically junior B and below all the way down to Timbits are currently not allowed to play? What do you like, to, especially given the fact that there are other groups and organizations that can have upwards of 50 people as an example, uh, faith-related, that are allowed to uh, continue down the path. Does that seem a little odd to
2: you or is it somewhat understandable you tell me Uh, you know there's this is a tough, this is such a tough one, Bob, because I feel like it's, it's if I may say so, I feel like it's inevitable that we are going to get shut down uh, yes. greater than we are right now at some point. So I understand why there's a group of people, you know, frustrated uh, saying, why aren't we being given the same privileges? I just don't think that that's going to be an argument for very much longer because to me, it, it just seems, again, I say, like we're going to shut down everything at some point.
0: Well, uh, you know, and maybe we've moved to a point in society where that's just kind of where we're going. You know what I'm saying?
2: Uh, you watched The Social Dilemma, didn't you? I did. That was uh, that was eye-opening and alarming and definitely made you think.
0: Yeah, I would recommend that for all of our uh, listeners out there right now. If you haven't had a chance to see it, um, you know, it dwells obviously a, a lot into the impact of the uh, tech giants, the monetization of such, the control that uh, some of the various apparatuses have or seek to have, the influence that they seek to have, and I say that as a guy who obviously deploys Twitter, Uh, I am I never you know what I never did Facebook or Instagram in spite of the fact that I had individuals tell me you should be doing Facebook and Instagram and I don't think that any of us thought it would end up going down the path that it's ultimately gone down over the years but yeah I highly recommend if you get a chance to see Social uh, Dilemma on the Netflix or whatever get after all right when we come back we're gonna place
1: another day is here and you're ready for it what
0: to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check And we're going to update you on some Oilers prospects. It is currently 128 at Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers Now.
1: Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 6.30, Chad. All right,
0: one twenty-two at Edmonton. We're going to bang off some quick text on our Ashley Fineflores text line. I ask you for your thoughts on the fact that the uh, province is shut down uh, minor hockey in large parts, uh, of course, kept some faith, uh, uh, based, uh, organizations up and running. This text comes in saying, Bob, I thought hockey was a religion, at least in some markets. That uh, one comes to us from Darcy. Um, Uh, Again, you can text us at any time. Bob, it seems like the provincial government is just throwing crap at the wall and hoping it sticks. There's no reason for stopping the kids from playing hockey. Uh, Well, there are a lot of provincial governments that are going through major challenges right now. across the country because rates are up all over uh, Canada and for that matter North America and that fact all over the world and he says Bob uh, you can sign the kids sports petition uh, that one comes to us and he's provided a link uh, this text comes in saying Bob how is closing my kids sports teams now going to lower hospitalization from the ages of 5 to 19 there's been 23 in hospital over 9 months every kid has to pass a health check and they're in a sport cohort so easy tracing if needed if lockdowns are needed shouldn't it be in areas that tracing could be difficult and vulnerable um and where the vulnerable may attend like say casinos again you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. uh bob good to hear that you had steve on the show he's done a lot as a philanthropist really Okay, I didn't know that, Uh, including the Salvation Army. Adam says, churches uh, make you register, mask up, sanitize, and are very spread out. Most watch online. Shut the planet down for two weeks, says Adam. This texter says on our Ashley Pine Floors text line, "Frustrating isn't the word. It's getting silly at this point, and there's really no benefit to reasoning your way through any shutdown logic." Group fitness: All performance uh, participants performing same workout. Group fitness classes canceled in some cities, while the same gyms can hold non-structured classes with the same number of customers. Uh, if it isn't considered group fitness. So that's a range of similar responses out there to what's currently going on. Here we go. Let's do this just before we go into trivia and it's a tough one today for Greta. Off to the orders now. Prospect report for James H Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown probably the best golden bears football player to go in the cfl in the last 30 years two-time cfl all-star what a great cup jim brown and the gang at james h brown want you to stay safe and stay positive brendan what you got
2: all right dylan holloway the wisconsin badgers opened up the ncaa division one campaign with a pair of wins over notre dame in which holloway scored a goal in each of those games his goal saturday night in fact was a heavy accurate wrist shot really a highlight real goal coming out from him behind the net and finding an angle uh evan Bouchard looking great in his last couple games in the Svenskin. He's got five goals and 14 points now in 18 games to this point with Sodertai. Uh, Raphael Lavois climbed to eight points, or eight goals rather, 10 points in 14 games played with Vasby, which is not a particularly strong team in the Svenskin, but he is getting about 19 minutes per night, lots of power play time. He and Bouchard, second and third in total scoring by Oilers properties, both of them behind Anton Slepyshev. Philip Broberg also uh, playing in the SHL. So so that's a step up from sweden second league he has five points in 16 games
0: two oilers now trivia it's brought to you daily by greta with 20 food truck street food items from around the world greta bar that's play
2: that's drink that's eat oh brendan escott what are we playing for worth of a gaming credit to Greta. All the arcade games at your disposal there, $50 towards them.
0: All right, how tough? Should I make this reasonably tough one today? What do you think? I thought our opening trivia question on Friday last week was so-so. This one's a little bit tougher, okay? Here we go. Who scored the last goal that Ralph Kruger witnessed? as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers so in Ralph Krueger's lone season in the last game the Oilers played that year they got five goals in the third period of that game by the way who scored the final goal of that season for the Oilers in 2012-2013 7804960063 no cheat by the way and you can text us under Ashley Finefloor's text line, but you gotta call in. You gotta call in on the River Cray Resort Casino Hotline at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. One day I'll tell I'll tell a story about this player. <laughs> it's just is hilarious. Oh man. Reed Wilkins, you don't get a win. Reed Wilkins is coming up, by the way, at one thirty five. Uh, when we come back, we'll tell you who scored the last goal. Of the 2012-2013 season, the last goal that Ralph Kruger witnessed an Edmonton Oilers player score when he was head coach of the team, but not before global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.
2: Oilers now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.